Hello, listeners. I welcome you to the Asia-Pacific edition of the Herbert Smith Freehills Construction Law Masters podcast. I am Hugh Kien Hyong, a partner of Herbert Smith Freehills and joint head of construction and infrastructure disputes based in our China offices. I recently had the pleasure to speak with Mr. John Bishop, one of the world's preeminent construction lawyers. John has 50 years of experience in the legal and construction industries. He has handled hundreds of international construction, engineering, and energy-related disputes as counsel, arbitrator, adjudicator, dispute board member, and mediator in many countries around the world. John is currently practicing as a full-time independent arbitrator, we had a very interesting and engaging discussion on a variety of issues relating to the development of construction law and international arbitration. We went as far back as 50 years ago to a time when John had just started his legal career in London as a very young construction lawyer embarking on what eventually turned out to be a stellar career in construction law. You can find the full podcast on our website, and it is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. As the full interview is more than an hour long, we have broken down the more interesting parts of the interview into smaller sound bites. In this soundbite, John talks about his approach to acting as a mediator in construction disputes and how mediation, in his view, is ideal for the amicable resolution of disputes between parties from different cultures. John, I am aware you are a big supporter of mediation as a means of resolving disputes. In fact, I understand you have been conducting mediations since the early 1990s. I also understand that you were the dean of the Faculty of Mediation at ADR, which was part of the Academy of Experts in the UK. And you were also on the first board of the Civil Mediation Council. So to round up this episode, perhaps you can share with our listeners some of your insights as a mediator, especially in mediating disputes between parties coming from different backgrounds and cultures. Uh, I believe you have some experience in this regard. So perhaps to start, what disputes in your view are suitable for mediation and when should it be attempted? Um, the simple answer is I think that almost all disputes arising on construction projects um, are suitable for mediation. The common quoted exceptions are where there's an enforcement process, for example, there's been some breach of copyright, um, where uh, the issues uh, between the parties impact on other people, such as subcontracted or professional team. And so you don't have a decision that you would have in arbitration that you can waive at the other parties. But frankly, all those kinds of problems can be resolved. Um, in the mediation agreement by one means or another. And then, in my experience, there are never a ground for not attempting mediation. Um, when? Um, 
Well, mediation only really works when the, there's a sufficient articulation of the matters to be mediated for the parties to recognise the benefits that might be achieved by the mediation and for the mediator to understand in sufficient detail uh, what matters need to be resolved in order to allow mediation to be beneficial. But once the issues have been sufficiently articulated between the parties, even if it's only in a rather general and non-specific terms, mediation could work well. And although mediation can work at any stage, and I've actually conducted mediations, a mediation, careful, a mediation, in the period between conclusion of arguments in an arbitration and the award. The parties decided to see if they could come to an agreement rather than wait the award. Um, but it's certainly the case that it can be more effective the earlier uh, you start the process because the objective in mediation is to try and find an innovative solution um, which uh, before the parties get entrenched into their position. So the earlier the mediation, once the cases are, once the arguments are articulated, the better. So what, in your experience, are some of the challenges to a successful mediation, especially when you have parties coming from different nationalities and cultural backgrounds? Well, um, often the biggest challenge to a successful mediation are the lawyers. Some would say for the cynical reason that uh, they make more money from arbitration than the settlement. But that is, I don't accept that for one moment. But... Uh, there are a lot of lawyers who don't understand the commercial imperatives of achieving the settlement in the case. And very often, um, the lawyer in front of his client needs to argue the case to support the advice that he's given. And you need in mediation to step beyond a recitation of each party's case to look at the realities and to look at uh, different kinds of solutions. On the other hand, uh, and sometimes the lawyer just get in between the mediator and the client all the time. Uh, I usually try to adopt a process where if that's happening, I say to the client, I just need to talk to you without your lawyer. I just need to talk to you without him for a minute. Lawyers hate that. But many experienced lawyers, experienced in mediation, actually make the process work. They come up with some of the possible solutions. They know when to make concessions and to how to help it go. Um, the other challenge sometimes can be uh, one's authority. Um, and this also leans towards your cultural issue. Sometimes the representative of the room do have some authority. But once they reach the end of that authority, the person who really should hear the argument to be talking to the mediator is back in the head office somewhere or in some government department. And a barrier is when you cannot get those people into the mediation room. Can I just pick up on your point on culture? One of the real advantages of good mediation is where there's a cultural difference. Because the mediator can, in his caucus room, with each party, understand much more clearly where that party is coming from, what messages he's trying to give. 
and can explain how those messages are not being understood in the other room. And the mediator can often uh, actually um, not remove, but certainly erode the consequence of these cultural differences. I've often said in, in lectures in China that sometimes um, uh, in a mediation, somebody suggests, well, you know, the settlement, you would have to agree to this, this, this. And the Western participants said, no, I will never, ever agree that. I will never agree to pay any money at all. And sometimes with the Chinese party, he says, well, you know, yes, we can think about that and let's talk about it more and more. And actually what the Chinese party means is no, and the Western party means maybe. And the mediator can get between the two of them and get a, a common dialogue. So you can make a big difference whether part of the problems are cultural. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Herbert Smith Freehills. For more episodes, please go to our channel on iTunes or SoundCloud and visit our website herbertsmithfreehills.com for more insights relevant to your business.